Andy Bush and Richie Firth here with another barn. Can I call it barnstorming? Is that too much? I think we come back to the end of the podcast and decide whether it's stormed any barns by then. Okay, it's so... It's bold to say it's barnstorming when we're ten seconds in. In terms of just being energetic and fun and, and like, driving into new ground, what's the hierarchy? Barnstorming? If it ain't barnstorming, what is it? Just, like... Uh, well... Dynamic. I, it could still be barnstorming. Yeah, I don't want to rule it out, but no. I, 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 there's no way I can make that claim because we haven't actually done the podcast yet. So I think it's because your mouth is on fire. My mouth is on fire. It feels like there's a storm and it's in your mouth. Let me just explain what's happened. Uh, we've done a load of recording and weird. We've done our own things independently this morning ahead of recording this podcast. So I thought, do you know I haven't eaten today? Let me go to the nice Thai place around the corner and have one of their little Thai curries. No one in there. My perfect thing, glass of Coke and ice. And I went for a hot... I don't know what it was called, but it was like a hot Thai curry. Mm-hmm. And normally I'm okay with kind of spicy. <laughs> so you can't talk for longer than 25 oh my seconds. God. This, is, this doesn't bode well for the show <laughs> later on. Uh, and it was just full of little weird veg things I'd never seen before in my life. Like, um, you know, in, in school nativity plays, they'll have a wooden stick with bells on it that you shake and it gives you kind of a uh, reindeer yeah, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. A little bit of veg that looked like that. I ate that. Right. Halfway through thinking, do you know what? I don't know whether I should be eating this. Tiny little red peppers, and apparently the smaller the pepper, the bigger the kick. Yes. And I got to a point halfway through where I thought, I think my tongue's going to swell up, and I'm going to have to ask for help. (laughs) That would have been the best show ever. If you were broadcasting with a tongue slightly bigger. Imagine that. Here's the thing, right? For how Jamie Oliver feels on a daily basis. (laughs) (laughs) On tongues. I've got a tongue tie. On tongues. I've got a tongue tie, which these days babies get removed at birth. So two of my kids had a tongue tie at birth, get the tongue tie snipped, off they go with the rest of their life. So I've got a tongue tie, but obviously you can't snip that at the age of 41. We could give it a go right now. I I did say barnstorming. (laughs) Let's let's get there. But then I would have to completely learn how to talk again. So the interesting thing about tongue tie, because we had had an actual specialist on tongue tie come around and check our daughter out when she was born just to have a little look, you know, torch in the mouth. She had a head torch and a pair of rubber gloves on. Uh, she'd have done it there and then in the lounge. Yeah. I, I still have her number <laughs> if you want to get it sorted out. Does it affect you in any way? What does it mean for you? Uh, I, I have uh, restricted movement of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That curry's kicking in again, I think. Let's, can we leave that there? I think we need to leave that there. One of the things you could have done here, though, which I think is an error, it's one of the reasons why I think eating alone is a bad idea. Okay. Because if it had swelled up, or, you know, you see in movies or whatever, suddenly your face had gone red. Go into shock. Some kind of shock. Yeah. Heart attack, dead. Yeah. No one's there. No, that's a good point. That is a good point. No one's there. I wouldn't have been there. Our uh, producer, Adem, wouldn't have been there. No one would have known. Wouldn't have known who you were, who to contact. That is quite bleak. One of my biggest fears is is dying alone whilst eating like a ham. You know, when you eat on your own, you stuff your face because no one's watching. So I think you've got more chance of choking on a ham sandwich or something. What a way to go. (laughs) Christ, what a way to go. That'd be awful, wouldn't it? I'd say the other thing, though, ironically, looking back on the fact that my mouth is still on fire because of this chilli, at one point when I thought, oh, my God, I'm actually reacting to this badly, I nearly ordered a pint of milk because milk <laughs> is supposed to counter the heat yeah. level. Do you know what? I have to stay true to my ruling <laughs> on not being able to drink milk in public on yesterday's show. Here's the thing. If you'd drunk that milk, this podcast would have not been barnstorming. Exactly. So there you go. It's all worth it. 
Right, to your emails on any other business, uh, you can get in touch with the show anytime, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, we try and look at them at least once a week. Uh, so it's, it's quite often a bit of a wash-up of what's been going on on the show this week. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, let's go first of all to uh, a couple of emails about Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Do you know, this is funny because I can never, I'm thinking you're probably the same, we get through so many different subjects, sometimes I can't remember what we've talked about. I can't. picks up on Worcester sauce, you go, oh yeah, I remember I that. I think we were talking about sauce and saying that um, Worcestershire sauce needed to up its game. Yeah. Because it wasn't used in anything other than... No variety to it. Yeah. Just one thing, one hit, it's a, it's a one-trick pony. Ian Bartle says, have you two never used Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce? It's as if I've had a curry. A Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> no, it's the uh, restricted movement of the tongue. It's tongue. Uh, have you two never used Worcestershire sauce in a stew or casserole or on a spag bowl? Little known fact, did you know the original Worcestershire sauce recipe yeah. was not suitable for vegetarians? I, do you know what? I don't even know what's in Worcestershire oh, Can we just call it W sauce? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ian Bartle what... refers to it as WS, in du- fairness. Let's call it... I don't know what's in W... Do you know what's in WS? No. I, I might look it up. Is there fish in there? Let's look this up right now. I worry that it's got, like, anchovies in it. It's hard to say, isn't it? Whoosh, whoosh. Ingredient. Try and say it at home now. The original ingredients of a bottle of Worcestershire sauce were barley malt vinegar, spirit vinegar, molasses, sugar, salt, anchovies. Anchovies. Tamarind extract and onions. What an unlikely combination. You know, like you think when you, you, you see a sauce, you think, I can see how that came about. <laughs> Not with Worcestershire... Oh, I can't say it. <laughs> Philip say it. also emails about Worcestershire sauce. Uh, I can't eat scrambled eggs without Worcestershire sauce. That's better. Just call it Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Brilliant. What are you wasting our time for? Can't eat scrambled eggs without Worcestershire sauce. It's also nice on steak and mushrooms if you're frying them. Love the show. It's the best on the radio, hands down. Oh. Cheers, Phil. Thanks, mate. I don't know about it on scrambled egg, though, fella. I don't know what that's all about. No, not going to try that one. It's a bit of a weird one. Gary Chillingworth. Hello, <clears throat> Bush and Richie. Chillmeister General. Greetings from the Orient Way carriage sidings. With regards to train doors being opened and closed by passengers, I would like to give you a definitive answer. Okay. I am a train driver who regularly drives Richie's route, and I confirm... Is this a euphemism? (laughs) (laughs) I can confirm it is perfectly acceptable for a passenger to close doors behind them. This is why the doors have an open and closed button on the inside. This is good for two reasons. Number one, it helps to keep the heat in the train. Number two, it helps the driver get interlock quicker. What does that even... What's interlock? Interlock is when the train tells the driver <laughs> that all doors are closed and secure. OK, I mean, because there's been a lot of... There's been a lot of, like, strike stuff about people needing to help with the doors being shut, right? Yes, I, I, there's a paraphrase of an ongoing industrial action <laughs> for you. So what, are you helping out? Are you a strike breaker? Are you, are you a scab? <laughs> I, I'm a scab. You're a scab. That's what it is. <laughs> he says, keep up the good work, and if it's not too presumptuous, can I add something for your consideration for the British Social Transport Police? Always. I would like to ban all people who can't hold their drink from the railway. 
The last Hartford East service at night is referred to by the drivers as the McDonald's Vomit Express. Oh, dear. When it arrives at Hartford East or any depot, it's covered in McDonald's and sick. <laughs> oh, man. And this is not nice for the cleanest to have to deal with. If you can't hold your drink, please get a friend to pick you up from the pub and be sick in their car, not on one of our trains. Have a great Christmas. And don't forget, if ever you want any technical information about the railway, please feel free to ask Gary the train driver. I've got a feeling you've got a pen pal right there, Richie. Right there. I've saved Gary's um, <laughs> Gary's email address, if that's not against GDPR. No, no, it's good. Friendship made. Can I just commend producer Adam for his old-fashioned key ring that he's got his house keys on? What's he got? Let's have a look. Look at this. Proper old-fashioned leather oh, flap. Oh, wow. You know when, like... Key rings used to be leather flaps. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Maybe the name of a local Rover dealership on it, in gold <laughs> on the back. This is pure laziness. It's my Nigel Fountain's Golf and Rover dealership. You're Ipswich. right. Do you know what? That is, that's either, it's either a Rover fob or that is an Alfa Romeo fob. Yeah, it's definitely got that kind of look about it. Very old school, <laughs> like that a lot. Uh, you got a fancy key fob, Richie? You want to see what I've got? You want to see what I've got? Show us your fobs. Let's have a look. Everton Football Club. Is that just a silver one? A or metal the proper. Oh, yeah, I've something to the ring. Sorry. Everton Football Club. Do you know what? I'm actually a little bit jealous of that. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. As it's the club crest, nil satis nisi optimum, which says never get into Europe. <laughs> Thanks, Liverpool. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's just. The club badge. Do you, you got know an what? Arsenal one? Uh, I'm about to lose uh, the key fob challenge. You're going to lose to this. I'm, I'm losing to the leather fob. What is that? Is all that I, your security tag? Uh, all I have here is uh, my club card fob. Yeah. For Tesco. Tesco Mobile, <laughs> if you're on the number. Um, and that's it. What's the big black plastic bit? Oh, that's the uh, the fob for the car. You take your car keys into work with you. <laughs> that's asking for trouble. <laughs> What's that asking for trouble? But it is asking, you're going to lose them. Everything is here together. You do not Everything need it all again. You don't need to bring it into work. You're asking for trouble with it. Front door key. Yeah. Key to my uh, safe at home. Sorry, and... sorry. Back up one sec. Safe. Yes. You've got a safe. Yes. No, I obviously you don't want to give away your treasures. <laughs> but what have you got that's worth locking up? <laughs> Genuinely, though. Have you got anything that's worth locking up? <laughs> I haven't got anything worth locking up. I keep uh, I keep passport, uh, valuable papers, um, and what are you um... MI five? <laughs> what can possibly be like? a, a velvet bag with diamonds in it? I can't imagine anything that would go in there in the safe. Is Natalie allowed the spare key? No, she uh, she does not have access to the safe. Oh. Wow! So you're the only one in your house who's allowed. Not even your wife has allowed the key to the safe. Correct. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Let's do the toilet. Let's do the, hit the toilet. <laughs> Feel a little. Oh, hang on. Here we go. There we go. Sorry, everybody. Look at that. It's <laughs> like when your dad says, "Turn the telly down." I can't hear myself think. <laughs> How do we manage it so well during the radio show, but once a week, it's a problem. Um, I feel like we've come a little bit full circle uh, with today's Hitler's toilet. Okay. Um, as in full circle from the beginning of the podcast. Remind us what we were talking about right at the beginning. We were talking about barnstorming. We stormed some barns. Then we talked about tongues being tied. Then we talked about curry. 
Ah, now you've hit upon it. Yeah. Yeah. Your curry, your restaurant just around the corner. Oh, yeah. Have a look at this, right? Fire crews have oh. recovered a man stuck in a grease vent of an empty restaurant. Oh, my God. And Lord. it is one of the most disgusting photos you will ever see in your life. I'm going to put this up on, uh, on Twitter so you'll be able to see it yourself. Uh, and it is indeed a gentleman stuck in the grease vent. Look at him. But, I mean, absolutely... I mean, it is just disgusting. These fatbergs that you get underneath major cities these yeah. days... Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, ...of grease that is just uh, sloshed down from restaurants mm. are so vile. Well, it's really bad, like, if you've ever worked in a restaurant or in a kitchen area and they do the thing, you see it on Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares quite a bit, where they say, right, closing the kitchen down, we're going to pull everything out and clean it. The stuff that gets down the back from day-to-day catering, it's awful. Yes. And he's, he's literally living in it, that bloke. He, he is living in it. It was an abandoned Chinese restaurant. So before you start getting too sorry for the guy, why is he in there in the first place? Well, as this article puts it, he was trying to burglarise it. Oh, no, he was looking for their safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Looking for a safe. So that's, that's the end of it, isn't it? That is uh, the end of all business. I must remember to uh, put my keys uh, back in my bag. Everything you own in your life on one key fob that you bring into work inexplicably. <laughs> um, so do we barnstorm? Was that a ban- barnstorming podcast? Yeah, do you know what? I reckon uh, the barn has been uh, set alight. There are bales of hay everywhere and uh, chickens that are homeless. Yes, well, there you go. That's exactly the forgotten uh, casualty of barns going on fire there. <laughs> homeless chickens. Let us know if you're listening. Leave a little review. Barnstormed or not. Can I tell you something that I'd love to do? Go on. And it is barn-related. And this is something that I've not exercised since I was around about eight or nine. Anyone else deeply, deeply concerned by this? (laughs) Go on. I used to love the Dukes of Hazzard. And Uh what I'd love to do is drive at high speed through an old rickety barn. Yes. You know they used to do that all the time in the General Lee? Yes. Some kind of chase. And they would drive through a barn and bales of hay would go everywhere. Chicken would Chicken, jump out of the windows. Chickens would scatter everywhere. Yeah. But the car would be fine. So they've proved it can be done and I'd love to have a chance of doing that. I'd happily even do it in my little polo. Yeah, why do we should try and make that happen? I'd, li- I'd like to sit and watch that happen, you know? So if you are a farmer and you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're yeah. about to uh, knock down one of your barns, yeah. thinking, hang on, be easier if uh, someone drove a, uh, a small family car <laughs> through at high speed. Home time at absoluteradio.co.uk. Please let this happen in 2019. Please. Take it away, Bill Bailey. <laughs> Podcast has officially come to an end.